Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to Intentionally Inspirational, the podcast for entrepreneurs and those who just want more out of life. Now for your host and author of the upcoming book, The Backward Route to Forward Progress, Jason Wright. What is going on, everybody? This is Jason Wright with episode number 41, The Mental Melting Pot Unplugged, part one of two. Now, this is really exciting. This is unlike any show I've ever done, and I know I'll do more like this, but what the unplugged is, is I've got two guests with me today. I've got uh, Jared Hamilton. He was on episode number 11, and my other good buddy, John Barrett. He was on episode number 16. We've got the three of us uh, meeting, jumping on the podcast, talking with no plan. There's uh, no conversation ahead of time. We just show up and see what happens. So I think you guys would enjoy it. We had a heck of a good time making it. And uh, like I said, it's part one. So uh, our session was long enough that part one will be this week and part two, we will finish it next week. Uh, Before we jump into that, I want to share something kind of exciting with you guys. Um, Starting the later this year, I'm actually going to be the host of a new podcast for another company, and that'll air um, in January of next year. So I still have this show, pretty exciting, but I will be hired as a host for another podcast as well, which is really, really cool. I never really uh, thought about that or anticipated that, but that opportunity came by and it made sense and uh, I'm going to jump into it because I I love this stuff so much that I could scream right now, but I might hurt your ears, so I won't do that to you. So let's jump into today's Unplugged episode. Uh, Have a good time, enjoy it, and there's some great nuggets in there as well, and uh, we'll see, uh, see what you think. Welcome to Intentionally Inspirational. My name is Jason Wright and welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Hey, oh, nice. <laughs> uh, he j- it was like the imposter right there, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just he took your spot, Jason. Sorry, bro. No problem. Yeah, that was good. So, guys, this is our first ever meeting of the Inspired Minds kind of unplugged edition. So we've got Jared Hamilton, former guest on the show. Yes, sir. We've got John Barrett. The yes. Living, the living legend himself. Oh, I like that. <laughs> and, uh, I put that on a T-shirt. I know, the living legend. My own T-shirt, right? Walk around with it. That that wouldn't be self uh, promoting at all, or you know, or anything. That's your favorite thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just love that. It's like I heard about a guy who uh, he got an award for being the most humble guy, and then they took it away when he started to wear it. So uh, anyway, it was like, you know, well, what do you do, man? Is it you know, you got to walk in humility, yet you got to be proud. So absolutely. Well, what's going on? What are we talking about today, guys? Here's the interesting thing, guys. We have no plan for the show. Completely raw, unplugged. Yeah. Which I love, and if it goes along, we'll make a couple of shows out of it. So we'll uh, we'll run with it and see where it goes. Right on. Well, throw us a topic, Jason. What do you want to talk about today? Well, I've got a, a topic I want to throw out there because I keep running into this in my own travels through life lately, and I want to see what you guys think about it. So I keep talking to new entrepreneurs that are just struggling horribly to figure out what they want to do. Figure out what they want to do. They're like, I hate my life. <laughs> Sounds a little heavy, but it's yeah. not that deep. They, they hate, hate their J O B. They yeah. hate their. They don't uh, like the direction they're going. They want to do something different, but they don't, they don't know what to do or how to get going. Or what, what do you guys think about that? I mean, 
sometimes people just need you to listen. You just kind of stare at them so they don't really have a question. But uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, you know, when I think that you're right, there's so many people that are uh, miserable, right? I mean, they're they're literally working jobs or doing things that they just aren't wired to do, or maybe their heart isn't in, or maybe it's just something that they never saw themselves doing, and, and they get stuck, right? We all get sort of stuck sometimes, especially when you follow the traditional model of, uh, of what the work life is supposed to be, and we put pressure on people that you got to pick a job right out of high school, right out of college, and you got to go there, and you got to work hard, and all that stuff, and so people feel like they get stuck, because all of a sudden now, they're working a job, they've got benefits, they've got retirement maybe, you know, all these things, and they're like, oh, I want to make a change, but what do I do? So I think a lot of people are in that boat, but I think the important thing is this, is that life, I've always said this, life is too short to be miserable living. Absolutely. Right? I mean, it's just, it's you get one shot at life. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I see that hand. And, uh, you know, you, you, you get one shot at this thing called life, and, and it's, you do yourself and others a disservice when you're living a life that you weren't meant to live. And I think that you've got to take the risk. You've got to have courage to begin to start dreaming and say, look, you know, you don't have to make a jump immediately. You don't have to say, I hate my job. I'm quitting it, and then I'll figure out what I'm going to do. Yeah, well, you know. Don't do that. Yeah, you don't have to do that. Some people do. But I think more importantly is this. You've got to begin to dream. You've got to begin to think. You've got to begin to go into some self-awareness of who you are, what your skills are, what you want to do with your life, and really spend some time in that zone so that you can figure out what it is you really want to do. Because, again, life's too short to just do something you hate to do. I think a big part of that, and I touched on this, I, I believe, when I was on, when you had me on uh, one of the older podcasts, is no one thinks. You hear these people that they say, oh, well, I don't know what I want to do, and, nah, 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 and you just hear the list go on, but no one thinks. Like, I have a few of my other mentors, and whenever I have obscurity uh, like that, whether it's business, uh, anything for that matter, they're like, dude. You need to go get quiet and just think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm. I'll because I'll see the same thing with my clientele, uh, with with my clients in the fitness world, not quite understanding what they want or why they want and things like that, but they haven't put any time with it. You know, I see it all the time with, especially these young entrepreneur guys. They're like, you know, oh, I don't know what I want. I'm like, well, how long have you even thought about it? Oh, I don't know, a couple hours. Like, like you're literally <laughs> like. Like it's that. I'm like, like these guys are literally Everybody like, will give up. yeah, yeah. They're like, they, they literally don't even. They have I'm no, spent. Yeah, they have no idea what they want, but they haven't even like literally given it some serious thought. Like you, dude, yeah. you want to make a seven figure income. You want to change millions of lives. You want to revolutionize industries, but you literally have not even given it like a day to of just your thought process and like what you should do. You know, if you look at all of the greats in any area, every one of them has specific time every day. They yes. literally like shut their mouth and they just get quiet. They leave the cell phone at home. They go to their little quiet spot. And I've noticed that's where I'll get many breakthroughs. I had one the other day is I literally was fighting some stuff I was I was I was trying to figure out, and I needed literally like specific answers. And I literally it was like a ten o'clock at night, and I told my wife I said, "Hey, I'm gonna go outside." She's like, okay. And I literally left my phone inside with her, and I went and walked around my backyard for a couple hours, just quiet, thinking, praying, just being, like, shutting my mouth and just standing still. And I came out, like, I had, I had like, five specific things I wanted to figure out. I came out figuring eight out. Mm-hmm. And wow. just stuff like that. 
And it's all just about literally shut up and mm-hmm. get quiet and actually think because nobody likes thinking. Mm-hmm. No one thinks. People, most people go to die and think. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what and people give up, uh, just like you mentioned, you know, the, the spending maybe an hour and then be like, I'm spent. What happens is, is you know, when's the last time that I, I, when I talk to clients, when I do some business coaching about their finances, I'll say, when's the last time you thought about doubling your income? You figure you, you were going to think about how to do it and figure out how to make it happen. And, and the answer is usually this. Well, I've thought a lot about it, but I don't get anywhere. Because what happens is, is you start thinking, and about mm-hmm. 10 minutes go by, you get stuck, you're like, I'm out. I, I, I don't even know. I mean, that's why I'm trying to think. It's because I don't know, but yet I don't know, right? It's like trying to get credit. You know, you go to a credit card company when you're young, and you're like, hey, I need to get a credit card. They're like, well, do you have any credit? And you're like, no, because I need a credit card to get credit. We got to have credit to get a credit card. And you're like, ah! you know, like, it's just, what do I do? And it's the same way. It's like, well, we're, we need to spend time thinking. But what happens is, is we go, yeah, but I spend time thinking, but then I don't know what to think about. And so I, I, I try to think about what I should think about. And then I don't know what to think about. So anyway, my point is this, is that you've got to break through. You've got to just don't give up. Most people, they'll go and they'll get away and they'll say, you know, I didn't need to think a little bit. They'll go out in the woods or they'll go somewhere and they'll start thinking. And then they just get stuck. Their mind goes everywhere. It goes a million miles an hour. And then they just walk away going, man, that was too hard. That was too difficult. So, again, I challenge people to stick with it. Just stick with it. Get a topic. Yeah, consistency. It's just like a muscle, right? You can speak to that, Jared. I mean, as you're working out, I mean, it's going to be uncomfortable at first. It's going to be weird. You're not going to feel like you're getting anywhere. And if you're not careful, you'll stop, you'll give up, but you won't get anywhere. It's in the breakthroughs that when you just keep going and be committed to the process that you'll begin to think clearer and you'll begin to understand and work that sort of thinking muscle Mm -hmm. so that it becomes easier and easier. And then when you get away, like the greats you mentioned, now you've got just magic happening because you get away and you think and you know what to do. You know where to go. That's a big key is where you're going to go think. But because you can't just go anywhere, you got to go to where somewhere where you connect with it. It's an environment. I remember when I was younger in my early 20s, uh, cr- crazy or not, man, I, I, I was a single guy and I'd always have to go to the laundromat to go do my laundry. It was <laughs> the best place I've ever thought in my life. I had my best thinking. Over. Yeah, the be- I mean, it was like the lull of the dryers and the fans. Oh, it was amazing. And I literally, I mean, I can, I mean, I'm 36 years old now. I can look back to my early 20s and say part of where I am today stemmed from the thinking that was done in laundry mats in my early 20s. So, Jason, this means we need to go home to our wives and say, hey, it's time to get rid of the washer and dryer. That's we're right. Going we're going to the yeah, Save some money, man. You know, yeah. Go to the laundromat. So, but that's a big deal. Be committed to it. Get a time and, and be sacred with that time and get away. As you mentioned, Jared, all the greats, if you study them, you will find that they had a specific place that they went or that they continued to go to, and almost every day they spend time in that thinking zone. And we get so busy in doing that we forget that we've got to step out of it. We get so busy working in the business that we stop working on it. And working on it is thinking and planning. Working in it is when we're in the trenches and just doing the daily grind. And too many people get stuck in worker mode, and they don't ever step back in CEO sort of mode, holistic, working on the business, not just in it. That's really – oops, sorry about that. Mm. told me not to hit the table. (laughs) Boom! Bop, bop, bop. All right. That was for dramatic effect. There you go. It's funny that we're talking about this because this week, uh, Nate, if you're listening, thanks again, but – I got the chance to go out to my buddy's farm in Putnam County, Indiana, 
and he's got a, a good piece of land and I love the outdoors so when I got out there I was able to just unplug my brain kind of let nature do its thing for me which is a reset and you have my phone on me just in case you know I break a leg back in the woods or something but you really forget about all that and just getting out there and looking for deer and just uh, not thinking about anything in the modern world is actually incredibly rejuvenating. I mean, I was like, mm-hmm. man, this is one thing I'm missing is I don't stop and reset enough. I mean, hitting it hard every day is great, but you get to a point where you're so deep in the trench, you don't have any perspective. You've got to poke your head out and say, what's around me? Where have I come? Where am I going? Mm-hmm. So very helpful, and I need to start making an effort to do that more often. Well, in addition to that, <clears throat> um, and that's that's in every realm or industry, if you will, too. Like, and what we're talking about, like getting deep in the trenches and building businesses and getting to what we really want to do. But a lot of people forget that side of things where they have to take a step back and take care of themselves. That's even like in the fitness realm. I've got I've got my clients, whether they're competitors or they're just someone who wants to lose twenty pounds or whatever the fitness goal is. You know, I pre you have to you have to recover because you can hit the gym every day or have your nutrition the same and perfect every day. But after so long, you, you've literally got to take for just a second a step back, make sure you're okay mentally, physically, everything, and you've got to make sure you're recovering properly. And then you'd be shocked at what happens when you take that one or two steps back to just make sure you're doing okay, and then you get back to it, and, it's, and you, know, you, you go ten times faster. Yeah. You know? That's good. Well, in, in, in the context of the business thing, I mean, when you're working on it, it allow- Jason, you are you're, you're on, dropping man. everything, man. <laughs> but you know, when you're working on the business, those are the things that fuel you and give you what you need to work yep. in it. And if you're constantly working in it and you don't have recovery time, right? I mean, this is a workout principle, right? I mean, you um, you have to oscillate between uh, working and recovering, mm-hmm. right? Those have to be in balance because if you're all work. And you don't recover, you don't give your body an opportunity to sort of catch up. Uh, and if you're all recovery, right, yeah. you're not working. Right, so, but exactly. you, you've got to balance that. And in business life, you know, the life cycle of business is the same way. Just like that muscle of business, you've got to work in it, no doubt. That's what gets the stuff done. But you also got to recover. You got to work on it. You got to make sure that you're fresh. You're thinking clearly so that you're making the right decisions and you're not clouded by being in the trench. Because when you're in there, it's kind of like you can't see the forest through the trees. Mm-hmm. When you're in the trenches, you, your view is just, it's very limited. Just when what's in front of you and all the daily tasks and everything you got to be doing, you have tunnel vision. But when you work on it, it's like you go to the mountaintop and you say, hey, I've got a much better picture of what's going on here in the terrain down the road of what I need to be doing. Absolutely. Well, yeah, my mind's in a very, I'm running on low sleep. My mind's in a very sporadic state right now, but... Um, awesome conversation so far, guys. Um, something I've seen here lately that's just just blowing my mind, and maybe it's always been this way, and I'm just noticing. But do you guys find that if you talk to people who call themselves entrepreneurs or they're, they're hopefuls wanting to do it, and you say, you know, what do you do? And this is something you and I talk about a lot. But yeah. What do you do? And I've actually <laughs> the had dreaded question. In the last couple of weeks, I've had conversations that were in excess of 15, 20 minutes where I didn't oh, yeah. talk, and I, I stopped a person and said, hey, stop talking. I'm not being rude, but I have no, I have no idea talking. what you're talking about. And, and it's, it's kind of scary because they look at me like, well, what do you mean? I just told you. And I'm like, I hear you, but I don't know what you're talking about. Like, if I'm going to give you $100 right now, what am I paying you for? And, they just, yeah. you know, I just got a blank look. And, you know, I've been there. The elevator pitch. But what Jared talked about, yeah, the elevator pitch. But what Jared talked about earlier, you've got to know what you want. And if you can't 
tell people what you're trying to do, don't go any further till you get those things nailed yep, down. Absolutely, because that's sure. foundational stuff there. You know, if you can't if you can't get past that, nothing else is gonna is gonna be uh, very long lasting. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, Grant. I think it's uh, I think it was Grant Cardone that he he was talking about big big leader in the sales training in those industries. Um, he was like you would like talking about that knowing what you want or what you do specifically is he says you should be able to answer somebody's question from one floor to the other single sentence hey man what do you do you're just standing in the elevator single sentence now whether that is a very open-ended question or open-ended answer whatever that might spark curiosity but you should be able to say at least one sentence that describes you and your business from one floor to the next because otherwise that could have been your most valuable customer but if you're like I uh uh, uh I, and you leave, and your conversation ends on the mower you use to mow your grass, yeah. um, you know that you could have lost a customer. So you should have. They say you should have a single sentence mm-hmm. for what you do, whether it's so open ended, like oh I just change lives for a living, and now they want to know because their life might need to be changed, and that may lead to another conversation. Or here's my business card, or here's my website, or hey here's my podcast, you know whatever. Yeah. You know, but um, on the same kind of thing, you know. You have to know what you want. You have to you have to know and be able to be confident in that. So Inspire Nation, people listening that may be in that boat themselves, pay attention. Put in your time now. Figure out what you want. Figure out how you convey that into a digestible chunk that you can share with others. I just had this mama and baby bird image in my head. So. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, put some time into that because it will make everything you do beyond that much more uh, easy and effective. Well, and, and if you're confused about what – you do and how to communicate it you will go beyond confusing your mm-hmm. clients or your clientele you will it won't be confusion to them it'll be chaos to them <laughs> because if you are unclear about explaining what you do and how you do it and why you do it and all those things it, it it's going to if it confuses you and you internally know what you do mm-hmm. It will be absolute chaos and utter nonsense to people that are listening to you, right? Because it makes sense to you, maybe, as you're explaining it. Well, I kind of do this, but 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 I also do this, and it kind of well, it, it's it's kind of hard to explain. But here's what I do in this, and 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 I help clients kind of do this. But but if they're in this situation, and people are going, I I have, I have no idea it what you're saying. If to me. then else problem. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't have my tablet, my pencil. To yeah, yeah, out. yeah. I don't. I, whiteboard, sir. Yeah, yeah. Could you like explain this to me? In that? Um, you know, deeper. So anyway, you know, there's an old statement that, um, you know, that they say uh, in preaching uh, for, for, you know, pastors and speakers and that and in religious terms. And, and they say, uh, if it's, uh, if it's a, a, a mist at the pulpit, it's a fog to the congregation. Right. And, and it's the idea that if it's a mist to you on how you're defining it, it is fog to the people listening. So the first step is is you need to clarify exactly who you are and what you do and the problem that you solve because that's what we're in, right? I mean, every entrepreneur is in one business, a problem-solving business. That's it. So you are solving a problem for a customer, for a client, for people that are in need of your services. So identify the problem. What is the problem? And just speak to that. If anything, right? I mean, there's more to it, but it, just start there. If you can at least clarify what the problem is, and then begin to say, and here's what I do to solve that problem. Would you like to work with me? Mm-hmm. I mean, so much simpler than, well, I kind of do that, I do this. And then sometimes when people are dealing with that, I, I kind of do this. And, you know, so anyway, again, get clarification on what you do 
and, and it's going to help you out, right? That process, you know, not just helps out you communicating with your clients. It's going to help you identify exactly what your business is about, mm-hmm. right? Instead of your business kind of being this, well, I, I just sort of service everybody, right? It, it helps you narrow your focus to know exactly, well, yeah, I guess this is the very thing that I'm really after. It, you know, So when you clarify that, it not only helps your clients, it's going to help you infinitely on gaining clarity on your business. Yeah. Hey, uh... I've also heard when talking in terms of this subject that is if you you should be able to explain it to a five year old like literally like yeah. like it doesn't matter you know what in the what in the world you do but if you have a even a five year old say like what do you do for work you know it sh- you should be able to convey in a sense something to a five year old to for them to even understand what you do you know what a six year old work six year maybe six. maybe yeah. yeah practice on a six year old that's a great <laughs> piece of advice though guys I mean keeping things simple. And that's a man. That's a great test. That is a absolute. Well, it's hard. Yeah. It's way harder to keep things simple, precise, and clear than it is to get clutter and chaos. Uh-huh. I mean, anybody can do that. I heard a statement years ago. I think it was one of our presidents, and he said, "If you give me an hour to speak, he said, oh, I need five minutes prep. If you give me ten minutes to speak, I need about six hours well, prep. Yeah. yeah, because it's a lot harder to simplify." And to really narrow down exactly what needs to be said and figure out what doesn't need to be said than it is just to sort of open up your mouth and spew out just infinite amount of information and this where we're just losing people and it's just getting, you know, the more we talk, the more confusing it gets, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, simplification is actually way harder. But the more we can simplify in the long run, uh, the, the more we make it easy for our business to be effective and for people to know exactly what it is that we do so that we don't have to keep them guessing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they're not going, I don't even know if I need you because I don't even yeah. know what you do. That can be, well, especially with, in the entrepreneurial field, especially, um, there's all this specialized knowledge. Yeah. And you have a client or a customer coming to you for help, but you have this crazy amount of knowledge that your customer doesn't necessarily have because that's where they're coming to you. Mm-hmm. And it's extremely easy. I've done, I've, Especially in the beginning of my business, that's how I really had a tendency to do that. Because for me, I'm the biggest nerd when it comes to physiology and. Well, you're just the biggest and, nerd, period. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But like in my field, I'm the biggest nerd when it comes to physiology and kinesiology and all these this stuff that way. But the average person, one, doesn't care. Yeah. You know, like what a sternocleidomastoid is. Like who, who cares? Like <laughs> man, that sounds like, like a problem. If I, but if I just say, hey, you have this muscle in the front side of your neck, and I was like, oh, it's relatable. And I understand yes. that because you don't want your customer or client feeling like they're stupid. I, I know I see a lot of professionals in their industries like That's a good they point. feel like they have to show their knowledge so much that they're almost talking down yeah. to their customers into making them feel inferior, inferior and no one wants to work with somebody like that. I was told um, when you're teaching anything or conveying, say, value in anything, um, you have to make it relatable to what's important to the person in front of you. So say I'm trying to learn quantum physics. I'm not very good at quantum physics by any means, but, um, like, at all. Like, <laughs> but, but say Just talking, a little? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but say you're trying to teach me quantum physics, tell, but my big thing is fitness. So tell me how quantum physics quantum physics relates to fitness, and then I might be able to understand what we're talking about. You yeah. know, conveying what, what you're trying to talk about to what the person in front of you cares about. You know, if you're trying to pitch your business, you've got to find, even if it's just in an elevator, you can... There's a lot of tells that you can see about a person and how what you do would be of any relevance and value to the person in front of you. 
yeah. in, in that relating standpoint. Because if they can't relate it to themselves or even understand it, then you have they have no business working with you. They wouldn't want to. Sure. And, and I think that's a good point, too, as you mentioned. When, when you're out talking with people, you know, the truth is is that every day is an opportunity for you to gain enterprise and business and um, to be able to pitch what you do to people to help them. And if you speak in terms of this solving problems and just simple stuff, right, rather than this deep things, I think a lot of times people miss opportunities to to maybe get a client or network with somebody because they're so what they do is so complex and complicated that they never bring it up in normal conversation because it doesn't fit, right? And so then it becomes a sales pitch, right? Then then it's like you can smell it from a mile away. <laughs> you're eating dinner. Hurry, hurry. Yeah, right up. exactly. You're, you're networking somewhere. And instead of this being just real natural conversation of what you do, it, it turns into the sales pitch because what you do is is you turn on this mechanism within you that has to make things so big and complicated and explain it so much that it just smells like a sales pitch. But when you simplify and it's just everyday conversation when you're meeting somebody, even if it's at the grocery store or something and, uh, you know, and, and it gets brought up, whether they ask you what you do or somehow it just gets brought up, you can weave it in so simply, right? Oh yeah, well, you know, part of what I do or, Hey, I, yeah, I just got back from here where I was helping clients, you know, solve these problems and do that. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, tell me more about that. Right? It's so natural. It doesn't smell like a sales pitch or like you're truly trying to network with somebody and sell them on something. You must move into my home. Yeah. And, and it, you know, we all smell that a mile away, right? It's it's when you – in the work, like the extreme version is when you walk somewhere and someone comes up with this calculated – deep pitch you know that sounds like they've rehearsed it 700 million times and you're like yeah and you're like oh lord here it comes Um, but again the more you simplify and clarify what you do and just focus on the problems that you solve and just make it real right instead of like you said getting in that specific knowledge and getting real pitchy just talk in real terms man this is what i do to help people Mm -hmm. this is what i do to make people's lives better and that, then it's natural, right? That's when people lean in and they start saying, tell me more about it, rather than leaning away saying, oh, here comes the pitch. Yeah. Here it comes. He's, he's, he's on a roll now. Oh, oh we're going deeper. We're yeah. going deeper. We're, you get the point. Yeah. Well, so. and, and, you don't, and a lot of people think that they, their sale has to be made based on that first interaction yeah. where you be, so much success in all the industries all over the place is um, that all it is is a seed. Do you know how many times someone's like come up to me and asked, like, they heard I'm a trainer or a fitness dude, and they ask me a question, and I just answer them, and that's it. I don't yeah. say, oh, for blah, 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 you can work with me personally. I just answer sure. their question, and a couple of weeks later, they come back, and they're like, well, what about this? How many, what's the deal with protein? And they and I talk to them like it's a real person, not like you're a dollar or a credit card number. Mm-hmm. And then, one, then, you know, just based on that relationship, then – one thing leads to another, and they're like, you know what? I think actually we can make something happen because I really want to do this, and uh, and I and, and you didn't get a client, you know, based on just yeah. seed sowing. You're not you're not just pitching and waiting for a, a, sure. a transaction to go through. You're just being a, a real person, and just every everything's a seed. You yeah. know, It'd be like going on a first date and be like, so at the end of the dinner, um, you ready to get married? Yeah. Let's say Will you the marry first me? kid, Bob. Yeah, yeah, like, whoa, whoa, this is our first day. <laughs> For you, Jason, it is. That's right. That's not normal. And uh, you know, unless you know, I guess, right? But yeah, it's it, you know, and I think that's right. So yeah, I think there's a balance there, right? Because I think that we've got to understand 
um, navigating that balance as entrepreneurs and as we're talking about our business or whatever the case, that we really balance that idea that not everything is closing a sale and balance the idea. You know, the reality is if you look desperate for business, right, it's sort of a turnoff. Right? I mean, people don't seek out people that are necessarily seeking them out all the time. Yeah. Sometimes you want to go after the people that seem a little bit um, good at what they do, and so they're not desperate, right? So I mean, there's a real balance there between telling people what you do and being real open, that let them know if they need help, they can work with you, planting those seeds. But at the same time, not coming across desperate, right, is everything's a sales pitch. Mm. You know, usually when you get s- sold on something, it seems desperate. Right, it seems like they're just trying to get you. But when you can play it a little bit more cool and laid back, and like you said, Jared, I think that was great. View it as just you planting a seed. This isn't me desperate. I think that makes people lean in even more. Like, wow, this guy must be busy. He must be really helping other people out there. I mean, he's definitely not desperate for me, as though he's relying upon this transaction to solve right. everything. But we have to balance that, right? Too. We don't want to be so. You know, sort of like, I don't need you, you know, kind of mentality oh, yeah. that people are like, gosh. Your money is no good to Yeah, me. your money is nothing to <laughs> me. Uh, you know, your business is nothing. So, But I think we've got to balance that. And a good way to do that is to think of everything as planting seeds, you know, and just everything is an opportunity for you to plant seed. So talk about it. Be clear about it. Be specific about it. Be conversational about it, not pitchy. Um, but at the same time. You know, understand that you don't have to sell it right there, and and you can just say, look, if if I'm plan if I'm doing it right, if you're communicating what you do right, you don't have to sell people on it, right? They're gonna want, they're gonna lean in, and the right customers are gonna come. You don't want everybody anyway. Right. You don't want every single person. I mean, depending on your enterprise and your business and that, but for the most part, you you don't want every single person as your client all the time. Sometimes there's not a good client. Right? There's somebody that just doesn't get a fit with you. It's not the right service for them. You don't want to force something that you're going to have to go back to and say, uh, this was a terrible relationship between us. Yeah, well, and also I hear a lot in business. One of my favorite quotes, if you will, that I've been hearing a lot, um, I think it was Gary Vaynerchuk that said it, is he says, how you make your money is just as important, if not more important, than mm-hmm. the amount of money you make. Yeah. Like, say I make a million dollars a year. But it's robbing people. <laughs> like, sure. It's, yeah, I make yeah. seven figures. But great. But oh, you're a but, drug dealer. Yeah, but you're okay. a drug dealer exactly. But how you make your money is way more important than the actual amount of money you make. That whole legacy over currency concept. Sure. Because if you're going about That's the good. whole thing, hmm. if you're going about your whole way of business, scamming people, sales pitching everybody like from a mile away, and, and no one likes you, and no one you know agrees with the way the integrity you have in your business, then it doesn't matter how much money you make because that's not the appropriate way to go about it. You know, it's always legacy over currency. Yeah. Well, and, and you, you get stuck when you do that. You have to go after new clients because your existing clients hate you. Yeah. Right. No, exactly. seriously. And, and, it, and it wears you down yeah. because the only business you can get is with new people because you do such a bad job at taking care of your existing people. But here's the deal. If you take care of your existing clients, good, not only will they keep coming back, they're going to tell other people to come to you rather than you chasing after everybody going, yeah, I get a client, but man, I just drop them after a while or they just they have a bad experience or I don't even follow up with them. So now you are chasing the ghost, man. I mean, you are constantly putting pressure on yourself to get a new client because you're existing, don't refer other people, and they don't even come back for more of what you got. So it's, it's a big deal to treat your people well because they're going to be 
uh, really your gold mine in the sense of they're not only going to come back for more business, but they're going to be telling everybody to come to you rather than you chase. Yeah, rather than you chasing after new clients, after new clients, because nobody's referring you and nobody's coming back after they've experienced what yep. you've got. Look, I mean, look at the best products out there in the different industries all across the board. All right. Well, part one is behind us. Hope you guys enjoyed that. We had a heck of a good time making that. And like I said, next week we will catch up with the rest of that. Uh, love to hear your feedback on this, guys. Um, shoot me an email. Uh, reach out to me on social media. Or Jared or John, any of us. We're not hard to find. Let us know what you thought. And if you check out the show notes for this episode, intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 41, or simply go to our podcast page on the website, and you'll see the show notes there as well. I will have links to those guys, uh, to their resources, websites, uh, maybe some of their social media stuff, and the uh, episodes that I did with them in the past as well. So appreciate your ear. Talk to you soon. See ya. Thanks for listening to another episode of our show. We hope that we brought you one step closer to maximizing your greatness. See you next time.